Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 72. Hey, this is Tom Ward from Forbes and Entrepreneur. And if you want to ignite your relationships, you should be listening to Build Your Network with my good friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be, brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, Build Your Network is supported by CastBox, the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on iOS and Android. CastBox has over 50 million free episodes that more than 10 million users download and listen to wherever, whenever. And now for all Build Your Network listeners, once you've downloaded the CastBox app, click Go Premium and enter promo code 90days to get three free months of premium features. Head on over to the App Store or Google Play Store to download CastBox now. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Tom Ward. Tom is a contributor to Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Social Media Today, where he writes about influencer marketing and social media. He's the host of Under the Influencer on YouTube and owner of the popular marketing blog, TomWard.com. Tom, thanks so much for coming to the show today, man. Really excited to have you. Why don't you go ahead and expound a tad on that intro and tell us more about yourself? Sure. So uh, my name is Tom Ward. Thank you for listening. 
Thank you for having me. So what I do is I'm kind of an influencer marketing guy. I'm not an influencer myself. I'm a normal guy. I'm not a YouTuber. I'm not a famous Instagram or anything like that, but I'm fascinated with influencer marketing. And that's really what I write about and talk about and go on podcasts about. I'm more in the entertainment space. So the YouTubers, the Instagrammers, those kind of people, you know, I talk about their social media empires, their merch empires, those kind of things. And I write for Forbes and Entrepreneur about that. And I'm actually starting to do some video, which uh, I'll have a YouTube channel launching in January called Under the Influence, where I sit down and do a longer form interview with these people and talk biz, not who they're dating, not anything controversial, just the business of being an influencer, which fascinates me. So that's who I am, and that's that's what I'm into. Yeah, so for people out there listening, provide a little bit of context here and tell us a couple of the more recognizable names that you've been able to chat with recently. Demi Lovato and Kate Hudson over the summer, they're probably the big name ones. Who's that? You know, (laughs) I wanted you to to give us a couple of those names just so people understand like that this is the kind of caliber of connector that you are, which is one reason why I really wanted to get you on the show. And so I'm really excited to dive into that. But before we get into that specifically, can you tell us like how you got into this? Obviously, there's no like major in college for influencer marketing and you know what I mean? So how did you get into all of this? What sparked that? Well, we have to even take a step Back before, So the influencer thing has really only been since January of 2017 is when I interviewed my first influencer. And it was kind of, we'll get into it, but it was kind of just a lower end, middle of the road YouTuber. Um, Now she's bigger. She's got about 2 million followers. You know, shout out to Marissa Rachel, wherever you are. But she was the first one. And then that was in January. And then throughout the year, then I was doing Demi Lovato and Kate Hudson and Jake Paul and all these other, you know, 20 million plus follower influencers. But before I even got there, really where my whole journey starts is, I guess about four years ago, yeah, three years ago, maybe. So I read a book. I actually still have this job. And, and I always stress this. I still have a regular job. So I do all this cool stuff. But really what does pay the bills is a day job. I'm in sales. I, was, I sell industrial equipment, right? I always tell people that just because they think, hey, this guy is so cool. I can never do this. He gets to sit down with Demi Lovato and stuff. That's all true, and I really hustled to, to do all that and make all that happen, and it does pay me, and you know, there's money there too, but I live in LA, so I need a lot more money than that, that gives me. So I'm in sales. I have a normal you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five job, and yeah. about three years ago, I wasn't crazy about it. I was kind of bored and just kind of stuck, and this really wasn't my career aspiration, so, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I read this book, you know, I was reading all these self-help books and stuff, and I read this book by Dory Clark, you should check it out. It's called Reinventing You. And her whole thing was you can reinvent yourself at any time. So you, whether you're 30, 40, 60 years old, you can still reinvent yourself. But one of the things you have to do is you have to get evidence in whatever new field you're going into. So I could say, hey, I'm a hip hop music expert. Okay, cool, but no one's going to believe me because I have no evidence. I, I was never a hip hop artist. I've never written anywhere about hip hop. I... I've never been on camera talking about hip hop or anything. So I can't become a hip hop expert until I have those kind of things. And one of the things she talks about is writing. Writing is one of the ways you build evidence. Mm. And blogging specifically is one of the things that's easy and it's free that you can do and you can take action today. So you listening in your car right now, that's one of those takeaways is you can go write. You can go home and set up a free WordPress site or free Squarespace site and you know, start blogging and writing about whatever field you want to go into. Hmm. So that's what I started doing. That's how my journey started is I just started writing and I started an anonymous blog. It was before I bought TomWard.com and because I didn't know what I wanted to do. 
it was anonymous. So no one, you know, none of my friends or family or anything saw that, oh, Tom's writing about whatever today, exercise, and then now he's into fashion and now he's in, no, no one knew what I was up to. So I just wrote about whatever popped in my head. So business stuff, marketing stuff, startups, music, health and fitness, all these things I was into yeah. until I kind of found my niche into that kind of businessy, entertainmenty kind of content. Yeah. Then Dory, I actually formed a relationship networking with Dory, the woman who wrote the book, mm-hmm. and she put me in touch with her editor at Forbes and she said, "Hey, I really like this guy. I really like what he's writing about." You know, here's the introduction, and then that was the first gig I ever had was writing for Forbes. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Really cool. Really cool. Actually, I have Dory's new book, Entrepreneurial You, out on my desk right here. I just had her on the show like last week. So it's funny that we're talking about her. She's super, super cool. I would highly recommend going and picking up a copy of Reinventing You and Entrepreneurial You, both great books. Thanks. Shout out, huge shout out to Dory Clark. I've got a question here for you, Tom. Going back to what you were talking about with reading this book and helping you try to figure out what was going on next for you, how crucial was personal development and self-development to finding what you really wanted to do? I don't know. I, you know, I'm a pretty self-aware guy and I do a lot of work on myself. Mm-hmm. So for me, that wasn't that important. For me, what was more important, what Dory talks about in the book, a lot of shout outs to Dory, is interviewing people in the field you're thinking about going into. Mm-hmm. So I was interested in health and fitness and I've always been interested in that. And I said, well, you know, maybe owning a gym would be a, something I'd be into, right? Yeah. So I found a couple people in town who owned the kind of gym I was interested in and I offered to buy him lunch. And they sat down with me and talked about their business and the positives and negatives and just gave me a kind of inside scoop. So for me, sitting down and surrounding myself with people who were doing what I wanted to do or what I was thinking about doing 
was the most important thing for me in helping me figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. So important. That's literally what I've done as well with the podcast is a blog is just a written podcast or a podcast is just a spoken blog, whatever, <laughs> however you want to say that. But the strategy there is fantastic and can't stress that enough. If you're looking for a way, if you're at a point in your life where you're about to pivot and you know that something's coming next, but you don't really quite know what that is, go pick up that copy of that book and give it a read. Reach out to Tom and myself. Let me know what you got from that. And so now we're here end of 2017 here, Tom, coming into 2018. Where do you see all this going? I see myself in 2018 focusing on this full time. So quitting the day job and kind of going out on my own really cool. and doing this full time this year. So I've got some things in the works, but really doing, I figured out what I like to do and what I'm good at. And it's interviewing influencers, yeah. like being surrounded in that world. It's a weird niche that I kind of found because they sit down with me and we'll talk about networking more because I provide value. Mm. So when people sit down with these influencers, uh, when I say influencers, that's a very broad term. So an influencer could be a Dory Clark. She's a thought leader mm -hmm. and she, in that career development space, you yeah. know, Dory's, she's the man, you know, yeah. she's the person in that space. Mm -hmm. And an influencer could be that, that YouTuber that your kid watches that you've never heard of, but has 10 million subscribers on YouTube. So it's a kind of a broad spectrum. Yeah. And again, like I'm more on the entertainment space, but I am interested in Dory and Tim and Ferris and Gary Vanderchuk and those other guys, which yeah. I'll sit down with too. But really when I sit down with these people, the value I provide is I'm not interested in the gossipy stuff or the controversy. I'm interested in business only. Yeah. So for that YouTubers 20 years old who every time they sit down, they say, Hey, what happened? You know, when your neighbors kicked you out of the neighborhood last summer, or are you still dating this girl? Or what do you think right. about this diss track or whatever? I'm not going to cover all this. I want to hear how he sold, how he just bought an $11 million house in Calabasas or <laughs> specifically Jake Paul, right? Or yeah. how he sold, you know, whatever, $5 million in merch last year. Like those are the kind of things I'm interested in. And my audience seems to be interested in too. And they seem interested to talk about. So, right. you know, going forward, that's more kind of where I'm, I'm focused. Really cool. Really cool. So how do you add value to some of these people then? So for somebody sitting out there, that's just like, okay, that's super cool. You get to talk to these people. How do I even go about doing that? What's the process? How do I add value to somebody like Jake Paul, who has all this other stuff? Well, and actually go to TomWard.com and we'll get, there'll be a link in the notes and stuff. I've how to connect with influencers free guide on there. You could check it out. Perfect. It's only like 10 pages, but it breaks all this stuff down. But the first thing is be realistic. That's number one. I couldn't sit down with Demi Lovato unless I, you know, interviewed Marissa Rachel, that kind of lesser known YouTube star. And then she brought me somebody else who was bigger than her. And I talked to them and then they brought me to something bigger and bigger and bigger than Hey, guess what? In six months, I end up sitting down with Demi Lovato and talking business and all this other cool stuff. Yeah. I couldn't have reached out to Demi Lovato first. You know, her people would look me up and go, who is this guy next? Right. So you got to be realistic. You're not going to sit down with The Rock. Okay. You know, if you tweet, <laughs> hey, at The Rock, like, let's bro down. I mean, who doesn't want to bro down with The Rock? Of course. But, you know, you're nobody. You're, you're not, he's not even going to respond or even see your comment. Right. But yeah. if you reach out to a Dory Clark, and you've got some credibility, she'll sit down with you. You know, hey, I've got mm. a podcast that focuses on this. Dory, I love, I've read your book. I love it. You know, let's sit down. Yeah. Chances are she would. So I think the first thing to do is to be realistic. And, you know, we could talk more. Or I'm not sure if you want to go yeah. more, dig deeper into that. 
Yeah, well, let's go take it from, okay, so being realistic, this is all ways to try to get in front of these influencers. Once you're in front of them, how do you add value to somebody like that? Because that's something that we preach on this podcast a lot is to lead with value, to always give, to look for ways to give and serve others. And that's how you really build genuine true relationships. So for somebody like a Demi Lovato or a Jake Paul or these people that have just insane amounts of really good connections. They have all the money in the world. They know this person, that person. What can we offer to them to really bring value to the table? Okay. Demi Lovato, first of all, you got you gotta sell why they should sit down with your dumbass. You know, why <laughs> is why is Demi Lovato gonna sit down with my old bald ass? It's not for <laughs> my good looks and charm, right? There's way better looking people that sit down with her and do this all day, right? So what can I provide? That is the most important thing, and you hit the nail on the head, is providing value. What can I do for them? Mm-hmm. And what I could do for stay with Demi Lovato because everyone knows who she is. What I could do for her is I could get her press and her entrepreneurial endeavors in the number one business publication in the world, Forbes. Hmm. So, you know, InStyle was there. People Magazine was there at this launch party she did with Fabletics. She came out with this leisure line for Fabletics, Kate Hudson's company. And she sat down with me because, yeah, she was sitting down with Us Weekly and People, but they're just talking about, hey, who are you dating? What's your yoga routine? You know, what do you do to stay fit? They're not talking to her about real business. And that's what I could offer her. So that's the reason she sat down with me. Hmm. Just a unique value proposition to where she was able to do that. This is the cool thing though, is that I love tracking this kind of stuff. And this is what I really like to do on the show, Tom. So you sat down with Demi Lovato because you had a big name like Forbes backing you up. And the way that you got that name was by reaching out to Dory Clark, whose book that you read randomly trying to figure out what you wanted to do next. You took her advice, reached out to her, formed a friendship, sent her some material that you'd been working on. And then that got you this interview because you have this name of Forbes right behind you, backing you up. And I just, I wanted to point that out because I think so many people see the interview with Demi Lovato, but they don't see the previous nine months or year of work that you put into it of putting out blog content all the time and you're not really sure where this is going to go or how this is going to take off or where it's going to end up. But you know what? I'm just going to keep putting out this kind of content and then I'm going to reach out to these people. I'm going to work on growing my network and knowing the right kind of people. And so reach out to Dory Clark and then all this other stuff happens. And so that's what I really like to focus on is that this is such a long-term game. It's so hard, I think, for Mm -hmm. a lot of people, Tom, and you can speak into this too when I'm done. I think it's so hard for a lot of people to look at the long-term because we're such short-term thinkers most of the time. And so they don't invest a lot into networking because they don't see the positive effect tomorrow. Does that make sense? Do you agree with that? It does. And I'll I'll even go a step further, right? And I know what you're thinking. You're sitting in your car and you're going, yeah, he writes for Forbes. So of course he can sit down with Demi Lovato. Right. Bullshit, right? There's a lot of people who write for Forbes, including staff writers. And I'll go one step further. So from that interview, Jake Paul, we talked about him. Your kids know him. If you don't know who he is, he's a huge YouTuber, right? He's 20 years old. But he's no dumb kid. He's Mm -hmm. got a $5 million venture capital fund with Gary Vaynerchuk, who invested a million dollars. He sells a ton of merch. He's got all these other things going on. But he was in a ton of controversy last summer. His neighbors kicked him. He had this house with all his boys. And it was just fans were showing up all the time and all hours of the day. So his neighbors, you know, filed complaints against them. And then he got kicked off the show he was on on Nickelodeon. There's all this controversy surrounding him. And everybody wanted an interview with him. 
Now, okay, you go, okay, Tom, you write for Forbes, should be no problem. No, everybody from Forbes and every other magazine wanted to sit down and talk with them, right? Mm -hmm. But I got the interview. Now, how did I get the interview? Well, it turns out he has the same publicist as Kate Hudson, who I interviewed two months before. So it wasn't a one and done, you know. It was, I wrote the article with Kate and Demi, the publicist liked it, and then I'm always asking for more. I'm a salesman by trade, so I never stop. I'm mm. to, to the verge of annoyance. Yeah. So when I was done there, I said, hey, who else do you represent? What else do you have going on? Who else could I sit down with and talk? Yeah. And he, you know, a PR person, that's their job is to get their clients press. So to, to have a hungry writer who wants to write about their clients, of course there's gonna be a relationship there. Yeah. So when Jake was doing press and his PR person wanted to put him in touch and sit down with someone that he trusted and has proven themselves. And I got the interview mm. and I did him right. You know, I didn't slander him. I didn't, you know, press too hard or anything like that. But that all came from the Kate Hudson thing, which came from the Dory Clark thing. So yeah. like you said, it is a long game, but you should always be selling always, mm. right? There's always a connection to be made. There's always a coffee to have or lunch meeting to take or, or something mm. like that, or a networking thing to attend that you go, ah, I really don't feel like doing it today what's the payoff? Well, you don't know. The payoff may be a year from now, it may be never, or it may be three connections right. to the payoff that right. you wouldn't have made unless you went to that networking exactly. thing. So exactly. you just got to keep doing it. Well, it sounds like you and I have a lot more in common than I originally thought, Tom, because my background is 100% in sales, like 100% commission, door-to-door -door type sales. And it's funny because I run into some people that ask me how sales and networking go hand in hand. And, and I think there's a lot of ways that they coincide, but there's also some ways where they kind of are polarized, so to speak. So can you talk into that? Has it been difficult for you as a salesman to create a long-term relationship when you're used to like going in for a close or vice versa? What Talk to us about like that whole dynamic of sales and networking, how they go and how they coincide together. Now, see, I would disagree, and I would say sales and networking is the same exact thing. So the, the way I approach sales, and still do, is I form long-term relationships. Okay. So I started out selling cars, mm -hmm. and I would see a lot of people do, and I'm sure there's people still doing it now, and I call them dummies because I go, <laughs> I want to slap them. So they try to make the most money they can make out of a customer right now because they're in front of them. Mm -hmm. So uh, say you get somebody to do that, right? Pay you more than they should for that car. Well, eventually they're going to find out and they're never going to want to do business with you again. Mm -hmm. So it's very short-sighted. I take the approach where I go, okay, I'm going to take less of a profit now, treat the person right, and immediately ask for referrals and form a long-term relationship. So when their you know, daughter needs a car or when their neighbor needs a car, they're gonna call me. Where mm -hmm. the guy who just robbed them is not gonna send business to that dealership, that person, or maybe even that maker model of the car. You know, yeah. Don't even buy right. a Nissan because they screwed me, right? right? So you, you may get that kind of thing. And I'd say it's the same thing in networking. The, what I'm, I'm not selling a car, I'm selling myself. Mm -hmm. I'm selling why Tom Ward belongs at that party with Demi Lovato. Yeah. Yeah. Why I belong to that group of sales professionals that I want to, you know, be a part of. Why I belong at the cool kids table. Because yeah. isn't that what networking is all about? Whether you're marketing nerds or you're plumbers or whatever you, your thing is, you want to hang with the cool plumbers and the plumbers that are making a lot of money or right. the marketing people who work for Nike that like that's the dream gig. I want to connect with them. So you're selling why they should hang out with you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. So how did that happen for you? Like, 
when you say sell yourself, the thing is that I have a really good understanding of what you're saying, but sometimes it's difficult to articulate when people ask you, because obviously this is stuff that a lot of sales trainers hit hard on is like, look, everybody can get better at sales. Everybody should be better at sales. Everybody should work on their sales ability, even for people that aren't even in sales, because the concept is that we're constantly selling ourselves on a daily basis. We're selling our ideas to friends, family members. We're selling, you know, we're constantly selling. So we should always be better at selling. Do you agree with that? Or do you think that people should focus more on their networking ability rather than their sales ability? Or are they the same thing? I guess before, I think the same thing. I mean, for the purpose of this conversation, we're talking about networking, right? I think what people miss and why I have been successful at this in a short amount of time, like I said, and you know, I started really this road in January right. and I've That's had a pretty short. good, yeah. and yeah, I've had a pretty good 2017. So I do know what I'm talking about. I think the, the mistake I see, especially in the age of social media is people aren't specific as to what they want. Hmm. And what I mean by that is it's the same on Twitter as it is at a conference. When you're watching your favorite thought leader speak and you have 30 seconds with them after as they're, you know, shaking hands and, you know, trying to sell a book or you've got them on Twitter for a second. It's, Hey, follow me or, Hey, we should grab lunch or, you know, follow me on LinkedIn or whatever. And there's not a clear cut goal. Hmm. You know, you should have an elevator pitch for your thought leader that you're trying to connect with. Hmm. I want to grab coffee with you so we can talk about a book that I'm looking to do. And I read your book and I would love to discuss that yeah. or, you know, I'm really interested in the business that you run and, you know, I'd like to make some tweaks to my business and I really look up to you. I would love to grab lunch or grab coffee when you have a chance and talk about that. Or if you could hop on a phone call with 10 minutes with me, it would mean the world. Or, you know, if there's mm -hmm. anything I could do, I could write a you know a couple of blog posts for you or anything I could do to help you, I'd be happy to do. Yeah. Those kind of things, you know, why do you want to connect with these people? Are you just randomly, you know, friending people on LinkedIn? Who gives a shit? These people don't know you. They either accept your right. thing or don't, but there's no relationship there. Right. I'm interested in relationships. Yeah. And most of the time too, when you're reaching out on a lot of these different social media platforms, it's probably not even the real person that's accepting your requests and stuff. It's probably somebody on their staff or somebody that runs their social media. So keep that in mind when you're reaching out and exactly what Tom is saying, you have to have some sort of value proposition because everybody reaches out and has an ask of these people. What you want to do is reach out and have a give and have something to offer that would provide some value for that person. And don't expect like the thing is one thing I want to be clear on here, Tom, too, is that I think a lot of people will like take some of these tips and some of this advice and they'll go and like apply it right for like a day and then they get no responses and they're like, this is stupid. It doesn't work. <laughs> you know, sure. can you talk to us about like how you've handled rejection? Cause I'm sure with getting people like Demi Lovato and Jake Paul and these people, I'm sure you've reached out to a lot of people who've said no. Is that right? It was funny. I was just thinking for today because I, I wanted to do video with her. So I'm, I'm interested. I'm more in video and I'm focusing more in video and mm -hmm. on YouTube in, in 2018. And I wanted to get video with Demi. So I reached out to her people and they said, yeah, you know, let's put some dates together in January. And I said, you know, OK, cool. Let's talk about those dates. And then the girl got back to me and said, yeah, we're not going down that road now. So, you know. <laughs> I guess because I've been in sales so long, yeah, that's what I, I don't even say, yeah. think about it, you know, where <laughs> I guess I can compartmentalize my life. When I was dating and when I was single, 
I could not handle rejection at all. I was never that guy. I was jealous of the guy who could go up to 20 girls at a bar and get rejected <laughs> by every one of them. And we all have a friend like this. But then the 21st says yes. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. It's just a numbers game. You know, I'll get drinks thrown <laughs> on my face 22 times, but the one will say yes, so it's worth it. I could never do that. But in sales, I do that without even batting an eye. I know know the exception. Mm -hmm. Most people will be devastated by, hey, I thought I had Demi Lovato and I was going to do a video interview. I was so excited. And then she shot me down and Mm -hmm. I'm devastated. I don't know. I guess you just got to compartmentalize it or maybe I just have that ability to do that. But yeah, you're going to get rejected all the time. Gary Vaynerchuk probably doesn't want to talk to you. You know, I know you want to talk to him and you can even offer to write, you know, a great blog post for him or, Mm. you know, answer his emails or, you know, do his laundry, but he probably still (laughs) doesn't want to talk to you. Yeah. Or maybe he does, but he just literally had a thousand (laughs) people reach out yesterday. So like, there's a long list, you know, like you got to give some people some slack. I mean, this dude has millions of followers. People reach out on literally an hourly, a minutely basis if that's a word. So just have some patience. Realize that your email isn't always going to be seen. Your direct message isn't even going to be seen half the time. Even the people that are really good at responding will let some slip through the cracks. So don't let it phase you. Stop taking it so personally. You know, like you're going to get rejected. It's just part of the game. But realizing that, you know, I think for me, Tom, it's just that realizing that no is just a delayed yes. (laughs) You know, like Mm -hmm. the bottom line is, Tom, if you went out and then you got like five or six other video interviews with like top celebrities in the next year or two, that Demi Lovato is probably going to say yes at some point. It's just Mm -hmm. the answer right now is no for whatever reason. But all that means is no, not right now. You know, so what can I do in the meantime so that the next time I reach out, it's a definite yes. Well, I think two things, right? One, you, we all should learn from my creepy friend, Anthony. And you should, it's a numbers game. You should talk to 20 people. So mm. I'm not just going out to Demi Lovato. I'm casting a wide net and I'm making a list of these are the people I want to connect with. And you can do the same thing. I know this is cool because we're talking about celebrities and you go, mm. well, I'm a marketing guy for an industrial manufacturing company. Right, right. You know, okay, cool. But I'm sure there's a dream job you want and there's always people you want to connect to. Mm -hmm. So you should have a list of 20 people or 30 or 50, whatever the number is Mm -hmm. that you're talking to. So when one rejects you, you go on to the next one and you go on the next one. And I think that's the most important thing is just to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And that's what I've been working with, with some of the people in my mastermind is creating their dream 100, which is kind of exactly what you're talking about regardless of the industry that you're in or the career path that you have in front of you, you should have a dream 100 listed out. So for me, that's going to be people that I want on my podcast for Tom. It's going to be people that he wants on his YouTube channel, but for you as maybe a Facebook marketing guy or whatever, you might just have a hundred people that would be ideal clients for your business. And writing those down gives you a really good idea of what you're looking at so that you can go hang out at the places and be around the people that these people go hang out at. And that's how you can really start cultivating relationships with some of the people on your top 100. And then once you get like one of those people that has a big name in whatever industry that you're in, it just makes it easier and starts opening that gap wider and wider and wider so that people can start flooding in. And then pretty soon you'll have that whole Dream 100 crossed off. But it's it's an exercise I highly recommend. I would go for 100 because it really stretches you because you can write out like 25 like that. But 
trying to come up with another like 75 is not easy. <laughs> so it yeah. really makes you stretch and think about like, who would I really, really, really want to connect with in whatever aspect um, you're talking about? Well, the other thing too is you asked me and I, I forgot I spaced for a sec. The other thing you asked too is how do you get Demi Lovato to say yes next time, right? Mm -hmm. The other thing you do is, and you hit the nail on the head and it's on my free guide to tomward.com is get social proof. And it's exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So this influencer or this contact I wanted to make said no, but guess what? I finally got a big one to say yes. Hmm. Promote the hell out of that. Get It sounds cheesy. I'm going to be 40 next year to get a selfie, to get a picture. Always, always, always get a picture, right? Yeah. Promote mm -hmm. it. So let everyone know. So then when the people who rejected you before go back and look at you on social and whatever, you know, media you're on, maybe it's just LinkedIn, they see that, oh, wow, man, he was hanging out with this person. Now, it may have only been a 30 second encounter, but mm -hmm. you, if you have a picture, you could tell whatever story you want. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's important, you know, they call it social proof. So it's whether you get a picture with them or they, you get them to, to write, Hey, Tom is the greatest salesperson I've ever met. Or, you know, Travis is the greatest marketing mind in, you know, in North America right now, right, that's right. social proof that you need to get the person to say yes later. So true. So true. And we could chat about this for a really long time, Tom, because it sounds like we have a lot of different areas where we, where our backgrounds are similar, but we need to move on to something I like to call the random round, which is just a few really quick, random questions questions with some quick random answers. You ready? I'm ready. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Uh, PR person. I think PR is kind of neat and it seems like <laughs> that it's like guaranteed money, which trips me out. <laughs> I have a couple YouTube friends and the one was complaining that she pays her a PR guy like five grand a month retainer and there's no guarantee for anything. So he doesn't say like, hey, I'm going to get you in, you know, on, on this TV show or this one. It's just, hey, give me money and I'll represent. <laughs> and hopefully it works out for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what other business? As well as it does for me. <laughs> yeah. What a great gig. And it's neat. You're hanging around cool people and you get to go to cool events. So I thought that, that'd be a neat profession. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? I've got two. I'll probably go with Howard Stern. I'm a huge, hey now, Baba Booey to everyone out there. I'm a huge Howard Stern fan. I think the guy does the best interview on the planet. He's super smart. Some people may think he's creepy, but notice how he's not mentioned in any of these sexual harassment charges, which are filed, it seems like, every day. He's a brilliant business mind who owns his own brand, who really manages it out well. And I've listened to him for 30 years. So I think I met him for five minutes once and I kind of choked. I got star, I kind of got starstruck, but yeah. uh, I've learned a lot from him over the years. And to sit with Howard for an hour would be a pleasure. How do you like to consume content, books, blogs, or podcasts? I guess, I don't know, books. I mean, I read a lot. No offense, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to some history ones, yeah. but not for like real businessy kind of stuff. Yeah. Twitter, probably. I use Twitter all the time. That's where I get my news. Hmm. That's where I follow thought leaders and read blog posts. I mean, but that kind of curates everything for me and I get it. I'd probably say Twitter the most. What's one of the your favorite books that you've read recently? Entrepreneurial You by Dory Clark. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. I'm not really a morning person, but I have to. <laughs> I have a kid. You know, I've got a three-year-old, so I have to wake up. I'm kind of forced <laughs> to. So I wake up probably 6.30 you know, when she wakes up, and I have. I always just have breakfast with my wife and my daughter. Then I go to my home office. I get to work out of my house, and I get to work. What is your go-to pump-up song? Uh, probably anything Kanye West. What are you not very good at? 
I'd like to think I'm great at everything, but I'm, I'm clearly not. <laughs> Probably anything like really super detail oriented, like, you know, I don't have that engineering mind, so I'm not great at math or, you know, anything that requires me to sit down for four hours and really focus. <laughs> All right, so get everything wrapped up here, Tom. What is one place online where we'll be able to find you the most? Probably if you go to my blog, tomward.com, T-O-M-W-A-R-D.com, it's got all my social links on there. It's got free influencer marketing guide, articles, podcast interviews, interviews with you know top influencers out there. So you can find everything there. And then on social, probably Twitter and Instagram, you'll find me the most. Perfect. So head over to TomWard.com. Pick up that free guide of how to connect with influencers. I know that I will definitely be doing that. It sounds like something that's right up my alley. So highly recommend you go check that out. Tom, thanks so much for coming to the show today, man. I had an awesome time chatting with you. Thanks, Travis. You're the best. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.